Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello, this is Sad Girl Syllabus, a commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. <laughs> I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. <laughs> and we are two, <laughs> we are two girls. Too sad. Let's jump into the syllabus. Oh my God, this was the worst one yet. How did it get worse? <laughs> you were like... Your hands were, you were doing that, like, thing with your fingers, like you're an evil genius, like, <laughs> plotting something. And it really, really cracked me up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is Sad Girl Syllabus. I'm sorry. Um, once again, sad girls, but we're always <laughs> laughing. I was trying to um, uh, be spooky, be, like, extra. <laughs> um, because I got, I was really scared preparing for this one. And so I was trying to, um, I don't know, <laughs> make it really scary. But like, it was, yeah, like evil plotting. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, hey, we're, we're back again for the finale. Yeah, the end of our folk horror exploration into the woods of terrifying things (laughs) literally woods like woodlands and also the woods of the digital landscape the digital forest yeah (laughs) which is maybe worse I don't know um yeah I was looking I was I was listening to another podcast earlier today about the uh, the dark forest theory. Wait, I'm gonna have to look it up. No, oh my god, tell me more about this. <laughs> it's like, uh, hold on, I'm gonna. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, if aliens, it's basically like a- the explanation why we haven't found aliens yet or evidence of alien life is because they are intentionally hiding from us. Oh, because we're like too too dumb and violent for them to talk to. Yeah, or they want to like exert power over us or something. Um, They're like, um, uh, or wait, no, hold on, wait. The uh, dark forest theory. This is from um, BigThink.com. It was the first link I clicked on after I googled it. Dark forest theory: a terrifying explanation of why we haven't heard from aliens yet. The Fermi paradox asks us where all the aliens are. If the cosmos should be filled with them, the dark forest theory says we should pray we never find them. And so I guess it's like they would be hostile and they would, and and if we found aliens, like they're like hiding in a dark forest, I think. I think, I don't know, could be totally wrong. But mm. um, I, <laughs> I'm just taking an analogy way too far. <laughs> As a name for a reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would say that we've pushed the definition of folk horror to some limits. Look, genre rules are meant to be broken. 
what I'm trying to say is we could we could be like completing a PhD in like oh yeah in this subject we've <laughs> furthered the fields the research in the field because I was thinking about it and I was thinking like we we there's a dearth of a24 movies in this season we really didn't watch I mean Midsommar but that was last season technically and you know typically people think that a24 is like the full core authority I say no I say Uh, no too (laughs) (laughs) um I do think there are also people who are like full core can only be like British and about like paganism and like Christianity and modernity um in in that sense modernity in that sense but it's like you know what folklore can be it can be a wide range of things and i think things can be reclassified as folklore even if that term wasn't a term that was around i mean wicker man that term wasn't a term when wicker man was created mm-hmm. um and then you know i think we can also just talk about like yeah like this idea a lot of the ideas running in folklore run through in general a lot of horror like that the they are popular themes to talk about yeah and I um I can't remember where I read this like I read a phrase that's like folk horror is taking aspects of folklore and pushing it or aestheticizing it in a in a surprising and scary way Hmm. in an unsettling way which I think is a good definition because it leaves it broad um, to, it, it leaves it broad enough to encompass like scary stories that are maybe uh, like take a concept or a story, a, a lore and, and make it scary, make it spooky by, right. by pushing certain details. Yeah. The folks, <laughs> the folks are out. They're spooky tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad this. We maybe we should just wait and put this out right on Halloween, <laughs> even though it's a few days later. We could. <laughs> I've, yeah. Books are out. I, Halloween's on a Monday this year. Yeah. And I wonder if anyone's actually going to celebrate on that Monday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm upset because my apartment complex doesn't get trick-or-treaters we don't either yeah yeah it's in like a it's the building is like a u-shape is that what yours is like you have a courtyard or something we have a courtyard but it's also like there's two buildings oh back to like there's one in the front and then one behind the building and there's a courtyard and both buildings are two stories so yeah and also like there's just our street has apartments on it, but there's like not a lot of apartments in our neighborhood. Oh, so I yeah. could see that you would just not go on our street for yeah. trick-or-treating. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm surrounded by all of these like Dutch colonial homes and I hear the trick-or-treaters and I'm like, come over. <laughs> I'm like, come to me like the Hocus Pocus witches. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, but you can't say that because yeah. then you seem very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I seem like creepy and also a witch (laughs) um but i don't know maybe i'll sit out on the stoop on the the steps that are on my sidewalk and throw candy at them (laughs) they don't come by throw it across the street (laughs) and i could dress up um as like florence Pugh in midsummer (laughs) the giant flower dress (laughs) 
simple. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, in terms of like adult, I don't think people are going to be celebrating on Monday. I don't know, but I mean, there's... if they're cool, they will be. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there's this this club private club venue place down the street from me called the Albuquerque Press Club. Um, very spooky locale. It's this old wooden log cabin on the top of a hill in this park in Albuquerque um, on the edge of downtown. And uh, anyway, very spooky, very David Lynch, um, elaborate, like labyrinthine. You get lost in there. Anyway, they have a karaoke every Monday night. They also have a very epic Halloween party every year, but that's usually the weekend before Halloween. Um, but every Monday they're having karaoke and, or they, they have karaoke. And so on Halloween, it's going to be like spooky-fied. <laughs> so there's, it's, there's them. <laughs> there's them. Uh, but yeah. That sounds awesome. I know you've talked to me about that place before and I, but I did not realize it was like a log. Oh yeah. yeah that's yeah, pretty crazy. It's, it's so insane. And it's like, it's two stories. And so, and the beams that hold up the, um, there's like a patio on the bottom back half. And, um, and so you're, and the beams that hold it up are these like giant logs (laughs) and, uh, and, and yeah, it's totally like the, the main room is, has this huge fireplace and it's all wooden, like pitched roof. It's crazy. Jesus. And it's, and it's haunted. That sounds of awesome. Course. Of course. Come on. The you folks don't have are a really name. out in there. <laughs> don't have a name like Albuquerque. Albuquerque. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Press club. Okay. I'm done with that joke. Okay. We're moving on. Uh- <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Maybe, maybe this will be out on Halloween. Maybe it'll be out before. But A little early Halloween treat. <laughs> Get you yeah. ready. Yeah. Give you some costume inspo didn't you say mm. that you dressed up like samara from the ring well that was just to, oh, to ruin my sister's day yeah because <laughs> i feel like that became like a very overdone costume in the years yeah. following the ring yeah that's true it was easy if you had long black hair <laughs> yeah it was simple you just needed like a white nightgown yeah i feel like dudes in college dressed up like dudes from my college dressed up like that <laughs> like they would grow out their hair longer if they had long hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> even they would do it and it was creepy um yeah well okay <laughs> speaking of the ring <laughs> <laughs> one of the movies today uh tries to rip it off and does a terrible job <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pulse. Pulse, 2006, baby. <laughs> Kristen Bell, Christina Milian. I what the hell? I was like, oh, I forgot about you. The dude from Vampire Diaries and Lost. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's a lot of heavy hitters, and the dude from and Sam Levine from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Would you call them heavy hitters? <laughs> We'll call them hitters. <laughs> Heavy in certain arenas, okay? I actually do love Kristen Bell because, you know, I love Veronica Mars, but. 
not great in this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one was good in this movie. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really bad. I really got my eyes bad. hurt. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. So the ring. <laughs> That's what I was trying to make a connection to. The movie is blue and green. The the tone, the color tone of the ring and Twilight, but like amped up even more, yeah. I feel like. And also with absolutely no purpose. Because at least both of those movies, I mean, that was really it was really popular to do to mimic that. Yeah. But at least both of those movies, there's a reason why there's a color tone like that. And it works. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it was just basic, like technical knowledge with like the ring and twilight. It's like they put this duotone over mm-hmm. all of the images, but then color corrected based on like other things that were like the red truck and twilight or whatever. Mm. Like they would like they would dial it, they would dial the duotone so that it was consistent across each scene. Right. According to whatever other colors and whatever lighting there was. But like in pulse, it just feels like they just like selected a filter and then like applied all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so bad (laughs) my eyes hurt it is really really bad um (laughs) on that level on on nearly every level it is fucking stupid well and it tries to rip off the ring in the sense that like it's trying to take a a really scary japanese horror film adapt it but the writing is just so bad and the acting so bad yeah so the the ring or sorry well pulse came out in 2006 the american version it was adapted from uh 2001 i believe japanese um movie called pulse um (laughs) and i guess you know like this was at the time where like yeah that was really popular in horror so like ring american version comes out in like 2001 or 2002 or something Mm -hmm. And then The Grudge, um, yeah. I think there maybe is a couple others, but Pulse was in the line because it was a relatively, I think, popular Japanese movie that mm-hmm. is really well received and is really fucking good mm-hmm. and really, really creepy. And then the American version is just like, like it, it's interesting the steps they took to like Americanize it and yeah. how it absolutely makes no sense like it just <laughs> so i guess we can today yeah. today's episode is um taking folklore into the digital age or folk horror sorry into the digital age with like lore and urban legends and sort of creepy pasta being created for the internet and then and native to the net native to right very yeah. good point um native to the net and what does that mean um for like the genre how does that change the genre i think is like one of my questions um mm-hmm. but pulse itself is <laughs> out like even give a synopsis um <laughs> it is about a ghosts on the internet um <laughs> that basically i mean basically they in the American version, they kind of treat it like a virus, like you're getting a computer virus, mm-hmm. but it's actually ghosts. And 
you get like in like they're watching you and then they pull you into the the ghost world um (laughs) is it the same is that is the same premise in the japanese version sort of um i mean it is like there is they make some i think very clear distinctions in the japanese version of what is happening like what how why this would be happening at all um versus the american one where it's like more of an evil entity kind of thing in the japanese version it's like the veil is the veil is thin and that the the world of the dead has grown overpopulated like they are they are in another dimension that dimension does not have room so they've always been trying to like kind of filter in and before it was fragmentary but now with the internet they're able to kind of build a their build a bigger port like a stronger portal mm-hmm. into this dimension where there's more room but and then it, it is still kind of confusing of like how, well how does that impact the person and it is and this is sort of in the american version but really badly done <laughs> um it's like this idea of like of loneliness and the internet and like it it um even though you're supposed to be like that's how the american version was we thought it would connect us all but in the end (laughs) it makes us a ghost um (laughs) the best part about that ending bit though is like because that's narrated by Kristen bell and Kristen bell sort of like narrates it's inconsistent Oh, but yeah, <laughs> well, but yeah, but that's what I was gonna. That's the point that I was making, though. She sort of narrates the movie like inconsistently, um, but but like it's just so funny because her disembodied voice is Gossip Girl, and so, so you're like, what is Gossip Girl in the Internet Apocalypse now? Like so, <laughs> right? And yeah, it does become like an Internet Apocalypse, and that's true in the Japanese version as well. But it's just it it reads more like a like more in line with folktale I think in that one Mm. um and the ghosts are way creepier (laughs) oh my god there is like this ghost oh they do this I think it's like the most notable scene of this they kind of just stand in the back you just like look and look there in the back of the room this is the Japanese version the Japanese version Mm -hmm. sorry just talking about the Japanese version um and there's this one scene where like there's a shadowy figure basically in the back of this room that he sees and is like oh oh fuck like (laughs) um and she starts walking and I can't remember exactly how they film this but I think it's like she's walking in reverse and they filmed it slow-mo and now have like sort of like sped it up anyways it makes her gait so bizarre oh. um it is truly terrifying <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have to say Great. but but yeah it, it just makes it's yeah there's no um like you know no hand reaching out through the kind of like computer in that one um <laughs> good basically really kills it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's interesting because it's like are people committing suicide sometimes but like also they kind of just fade into the nothingness um but the the american we can talk about the american version just because this (laughs) this season has been focused on 
on like and that's what I wanted to talk about I hadn't seen it before this on American horror and I do think it's interesting the Americanized like American attempt to change things and be like oh American audiences won't get that we really need to hit the nose on that like you know like yeah really over the top tell you exactly what's happening and yet at the same time make absolutely no sense yeah no well I think that it was a lack of creativity in terms of pulse yeah because you know it's pulse is uh pulse is low budget it's like like it it looks low budget but not in a cool way not in a creative way like the same stock images of people like texting on a razor is used over and over like it's like these random clips of like people on a college campus using a computer using a laptop like outside and it's like the same image you see the same like clip two times Uh, anyway uh (laughs) different scenes (laughs) and so it's the internet like that's what it yeah yeah Yeah. it feels like a like a commercial it feels like a commercial that's trying to get a narrative through in a really stupid way (laughs) but um but and and yeah it just feels like a like a lack of creativity in terms of um because to me it's it's just like the premise this is why I asked if it's the same with the Japanese version too the premise is like cheesy to me this the internet skepticism it feels Mm -hmm. very much like a knee-jerk skepticism um of like uh uh-oh this internet thing is a black box like we don't know what's going on what if it is a host of demons um and I mean I think the internet probably is a host of demons like for real but (laughs) yeah but there's but it just it it uh it takes such a definitive stance that it like I don't know it, it's it's cheesy to me which is different from what we'll talk about later we're all going to the world's fair I feel like that's much more nuanced and creative but mm-hmm. um and also I think that the and the other thing too about world's fair and also the ring is like it's approaching these it's not even like knee-jerk skepticism it's approaching these things of like okay it's approaching these technologies in terms of like these have been around for a really long time what has it what sort of intense creepy shit has been bred through this like um I don't know technological dependence or um the way that technology kind of has evolved I don't know but anyway this just seems like an immediate reaction against something that people don't understand yeah I, I think that's definitely true and and I think that maybe with because inter- I know that like Japanese ghost stories f- have such a distinct feeling in terms of like with the ring you can easily that harkens back to this idea that um, spirits like live amongst the water mm-hmm. um, and live amongst sewer sewer water because sewage is low to the ground low to hell kind of thing like it harkens back to like these deep primal fears fear of hell fear of aquifer below the surface water that is close to hell and then you have this girl coming out of a well kind of thing like that Mm -hmm. like that the the it it's a distinct folklore and then these with pulse they're like trying to translate this of like oh spirits are in the computer and so but then it and then it, it this lack of creativity is just like, so we have to have a hand coming out of a computer. <laughs> like it's just so- right. And I, I would say like in the Japanese version, it's not so much like 
oh, there's spirits in there. It's like, this is just another method in which they've been able to access our world, right? So mm-hmm. it's just an access point. point. Um, it's not like they live in there. Yeah. No, they don't live in there. Though <laughs> they do kind of freak you out in there. Um, <laughs> and I mean, totally, to be honest, like the aesthetics of the Japanese poles, the, the visuals are like so much better that I think even if the story was lacking, it, it, it makes up for it. And it's, it is a less, I would say less reaction, like, oh no, like the internet. And yeah. mm-hmm. it was made mm-hmm. five years earlier, which during that time of the internet is a big, is it massive. Hu- yeah. Yeah. 2001. From- novelty you're kind of everybody's getting it in their home to like everybody established in 2006 has this in their house mm-hmm. at least in the u.s mostly um or like you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's no longer a novelty it's like here to stay so it does feel really lazy in 2006 that it's like mm-hmm. it seems to have like a fundamental un misunderstanding of like the internet about people use the internet even if you were to make you know horror out of it even if you were to make reactionary horror I also think it kind of totally is emblematic of what we've been talking about about the U.S. and ghosts yeah in that like instead of be like it both does not understand its past the and it is unable to to understand its its present or its future <laughs> like it, it like it's freaking out <laughs> yeah it's like not only do you not understand the internet you also don't understand ghosts either <laughs> like because <laughs> yeah there is a big difference between the internet being a portal and the internet being like where the ghosts live <laughs> this is where the ghosts live but I also I straight up like just stopped watching it was on and now I know me too like I, I like, couldn't give you a full synopsis of what happened because <laughs> <laughs> well because that's something it's something about a yeah it's a virus and I think Ian Summerhalder like figures out how to program it to like disrupt it I don't know but then it's weird because they get into this like combat scene with the with the <laughs> with the demon and it's just like you literally you can't kick a demon in the face like Kristen Bell like kicks the ghost and it's like it's disembodied bitch (laughs) I hated it well and it's like her boyfriend or like maybe boyfriend that kind of caused it all to happen because he like thought he was stopping something but really he unleashed it and it's just like oh my god and I like how they tried to foreshadow by um uh she there's this line where she's like she can't get a hold of him and she's just like he's so hot and cold and we're just texting she's like our relationship has been reduced to texting only <laughs> welcome <laughs> it was it was great on her razor she also she also had her razor hooked around her yoga pants where it was like the flip the razor was flipped over the yoga pants. Oh. oh my God. I was instantly like thrust back into middle school. Uh- <laughs> oh 
like shit that was a real thing <sighs> yeah oh my god <laughs> um yeah rough rough times I yeah I really like it was just it wasn't even like be no it's it's really really bad (laughs) watch the Japanese version do not watch the American version but only one get really scared yeah it's creepy yeah (laughs) I just did not have the energy um after I traumatized you (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and you said it was really creepy and then I got so scared watching we're all going to the world's fair which was excellent excellent craftsmanship it's really good Um, if you have not watched we're all going to the world's fair I would beg you to maybe pause this podcast go watch it (laughs) then come back to it okay so don't want to spoil anything. I second that. I second that. It's good. <laughs> I think, yeah. It came out. I mean, can we just move into where I'm going to the world's yeah, fair? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> came out last year. Um, Which is 2021. 20, yeah. Good thinking, <laughs> Bethany. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Austerity. And I think it was like my favorite film of the year. Mm, nice. Yeah. When you, did you watch it again? I did watch it again. Yeah, I, I now own it also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you watched it on your television. So. Yeah, we have like a little projector. Okay. Yeah. Because I think, I do think it's on HBO now. It's streaming mm-hmm. on HBO Max. And I do think that the experience is elevated when you're watching it on a computer. Yeah. Um, the, the way that it is shot is so fucking creepy when watching it on a theater i mean on a <laughs> on a laptop on the laptop computer <laughs> i wonder what it what it would have been like in a in a cinema i know i i do too but it is <laughs> it is very much and i think you've said that like it's it's set up to you the viewer is watching from a yeah. computer because she yeah. is you're basically half the time not half quarter of the time watching videos like internet videos or watching her computer screen as she records or you know things like that call the the storyline is um this teenage girl uh who's very isolated um lives in like a suburban um like upstate new york kind of neighborhood Mm -hmm is engaging in a an rpg um a role player game and uh on the internet and it's called the world's fair and she the world's fair challenge and she initiates herself into this game and it involves some really creepy rituals which are very um again to talk about like internet native folklore like that these kinds of this is another thing that was expertly done is taking like what is actually produced by the internet like what cultural phenomena are actually produced by the internet and then making them creepy because they are creepy but anyway this she's ent- she initiates herself into this game where she has to like prick her finger she has to repeat i want to go to the world's fair three times and then um and then it's a role-playing game and so you're right. interacting with other players um either through like message boards and text and text-based 
interactions, or in her case, she's also uh, engaging with another person via a Skype call. And um, there's allegedly this, this urban legend that when you go, when you start this game, things start happening to your body. Like there's all these videos when she's logging into the game, there are all these videos of other players who are saying like, oh, I can feel my body changing or I, um, I'm turning into plastic and it feels so good. <laughs> Just the weirdest shit. Yeah, yeah. Like that woman who's like, I'm turning into plastic. Yeah. And there's, yeah. And he's like, I can't feel my body anymore. Or like, oh, yeah. you also, they don't go into it, but you also see people like kind of looking like clowns and you're like, oh, maybe, I don't know if this is supposed to be you changing from the game or like you just playing in the game, but yeah. Right. Right. There's no way of knowing of confirming because it's completely online. And so you're never, you're never interacting with these people in person. And so it all could be a total farce. They're just playing the game. And this other guy is like uh, pulling out like paper from his skin. It's so creepy. Oh, yeah. It's Ooh, so creepy. That one was really gross. And there's, and the way, the, what made me so, and I texted you this, Mary, but what, what made me so uncomfortable watching it was like, cause she, there's mo- a lot of it is shot where it's the main character is just scrolling through videos. And so a video will end. It's like a 15 second thing. And then like, you'll see a little loading bar and then a new video will pop up. And it feels like it's so unsettling because it feels like when you can't sleep and you're just on TikTok, me, because <laughs> I do that. And it's just like that. And, and, you know, I swear to God, like, I, I don't know, I don't know if this is actually true, but like, it feels like the TikTok algorithm is of course, notorious for, for understanding its viewer like so perfectly. But to me, it feels like because like because my TikTok feed changes when I'm in different locations. It'll change to more New York based videos when I'm in New right. York, and then and then uh, Southwest and New Mexico based videos when I'm here. But I also think that it knows when it's well, it does know when it's the middle of the night because TikTok, um, like like it's like the TikTok account um, will pop up and it'll be like, "Are you scrolling instead of sleeping? You should go to sleep." Like they'll like yeah. they, it, these people they film these people and they're saying, they're saying like, you need to go to sleep. You need to stop scrolling kind of thing. And it shows up in the middle of the night because it knows what time, because it knows your location and it knows your timing. It's wait, it's some random person saying that. It's, it's a person from the TikTok, like from TikTok, the company. Yeah. And but like, like, just but like, yeah, it's like a random person. Yeah. That is just shows up terrifying. <laughs> I know. I know. And so I think, cause I always, I all, only ever see the creepypasta TikToks in the middle of the night. And I always, I, I, I always know like the, it's all, there's a signature aesthetic and I always save them so that I can go back and watch them in the daylight. But anyway, <laughs> but like, not today, but later. <laughs> for later. But the thing is, is that like with other like cooking videos, if I save them at any time of day, I get a glut of cooking videos because the algorithm right. is trying to get to know me. The only time, even though I've saved many, many, many creepypasta TikToks and like scary TikTok, scary talk or whatever, um, they only ever show up in the middle of the night. And I think it's because I, I my hypothesis is that it, the TikTok algorithm knows that I'm watching it in the middle of the night because they know my location, they know my time zone and is trying to like do this aesthetic thing. Anyway, so my I own- I hate that so much. <laughs> it- 
we're all going to the World's Fair tortured <laughs> me. It was torture. Because <laughs> I was like, I am this girl. <laughs> it's so bad. It was so, it's, it is an expert film. It is an expert film. Someone who so deeply understands not only the internet and the way that social media works, but like how it feels to be on the internet. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is really, really well done. And there's two people in this yeah. movie. There's Virtuosic. two. Yeah. Just, I can't believe it. You have like two. Well, you have a couple more settings with Casey, I guess the girl who's doing the challenge. Um, she walks you around, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love, she has a video that's like, guess where I am? And she just pans across the highway and whispers, AutoZone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it really cracks me up, but. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Because it's also, the, it understands, like, the reason, like, why. Sorry, I just interrupted you, but I have no. to just make this point. Like, the it gets at the creepiness of the internet and the isolating feeling of mm-hmm. the internet. And it's mm-hmm. just sort of like, why am I on the internet? Why am I not in, like, I need to touch grass, like that whole colloquialism and it's like why am I not outside why am I going on the internet why am I so addicted to this thing that is so isolating but then but that auto zone bit is like because this is my fucking outside outdoor <laughs> life like suburb like the suburbia feeling yeah. is like which is worse kind of thing and also she's super isolated I um I made a point to say that her it seems like her parents are um she's a Gen Zer whose parents are workaholics in the 4HL the four hour life <laughs> right and she, she you never see her parents you hear yeah. the dad you, hear and you know dad. that they're like looming but she and isolated. she she talks about the dad she doesn't really talk anything about like a mom or anything like yeah. that um she talks about the dad the dad yells at her at one point I also think because I've watched it now a few times there's a moment where she's not in her room in the house which is like very rare and she's like eating at the table and watching videos on her phone and headlights pull up and like someone yeah. closes the called car, car door and she immediately gets up from the table and like walks up to her room. So, I mean, yeah. the home life is not, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Home yeah. life is bad. Suburbia is bad. The internet is also bad. Um, <laughs> um, but she's vlogging in this RPG game to track any changes that occur in her and she encounters this person who messages her jlb right and it's and it's this and she he's the only one that she engages with um through like video call um except he never shows his face he has one of those like reddit creepypasta illustration dude really creepy too oh, I hate it oh my god and there's so many people on the internet who actually have that image as their profile image I hate it so much it's like a grinning I hate it um <laughs> we should swap that in instead of the eyes in the sad girl syllabus for the logo <laughs> for halloween is that going too far <laughs> no not at all <laughs> um he he reaches out to her in a really creepy and unsettling way too. He like 
messages her and he's like you're in trouble message me now it's like freaky well it's the worst actually it's almost what you're talking about she's watching like an asmr video in the middle of the night like obviously isn't sleeping and yeah is watching this asmr video where she's like go to sleep you had a bad dream go to sleep and then that video ends and then you have the like ominous loading yeah scroll um and then this video is like, this is for Ka- like, this is for Casey. Like, you're in trouble. Like, oh, and it's awful. It's and so- it's her face like melting from the, oh, vi- yeah. the video. It's so gross. Uh, but it's really messed up. Yeah, and and it's he's like, I just wanted to get your attention, and then you find out that it's this older man who's like in his early fifties. And he's just Skyping with her and you're just like, oh, my. and it's like, it's another like wor- horrible thing that has developed and evolved because of the internet, because of message boards, mm-hmm. because it's just like, you literally never know who you're talking to. And this shit has happened thousands and thousands of times with like young girls in chat rooms, just like talking to old dudes. So freaky. And um, he's like, tell he's like coaxing her into sending him all of her videos because he's like I just want to make sure that you're okay please keep making videos which is really creepy and uh and then and then you see oh the worst one is like he she records herself sleeping he watches all nine hours of her sleeping and he's like this thing happens at about 4 30 a.m uh and I'm really scared for you. And she like does this paranormal activity situation. Her arm like totally moves on its own in a way that is just so, I don't know, the, it's just the, it's the isolation of the movement. And she smiles, she like pulls her, I'm getting chills. <laughs> it is so creepy. really creepy. It is really creepy. And she's basically, when she's been vlogging, she's, she's stated that, you know, she used to like sleepwalk. And it kind of feels like that's happening again, where like yeah. she's awake, but she's not in control of her body. Um, and then, yeah, the vlogging documents that. And, and the, yeah. Well, so much of the of the storyline is like, there's explanations where it's like, okay, this could be the actual, like something that's really affecting her or just like part of her past. Right, or she's, performing right right like we know so little about her um so it's like okay is this like is this just a bit like are you just looking for views or or is there actually something mentally like going on or is it like something freaky horror movie coming at you yeah, yeah and like possessing you kind of thing she has a really creepy bit where she's reading tarot cards. I hated that because it just, it, it captures tarot talk, <laughs> tarot TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it is a big like F you to the, is it JLB or JLB? Yeah. To the JLB the guy. guy. I'm just like, I hate people who think they know everything. Who are you? Who are you to tell me how it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The daddy issues. It's really like exposed with him, with his relationship with her because there's, she doesn't know, but there's like a daddy issue dynamic happening. She obviously doesn't know like how old he is or what he looks like, but Mm -hmm. 
he's patronizing toward her. Um, and then, yeah, eventually things like spiral out of control. Her videos sort of spiral, spiral out of control where she like, there's one where she just like starts screaming. She's dancing in her room and then she starts screaming. And then yeah. there's another one where like she, throughout the entire movie, she's had this uh, uh, stuffed animal that's one of those like Velcro monkey things. And there's one scene in the beginning, where, very endearing, where she has the monkey like tied around her neck. And um, it's very much like she takes it everywhere. And then towards the end, she like rips it apart. And so that's like, that's where the suspense thriller part really like peaks. Yeah. While her face is covered. Oh yeah. In like glow in the dark paint. Oh my God. It's awful. And yeah. And then you see her like in the morning, like, yeah. Crying about. Yeah. About the, about the destroyed toy. Yeah. Um, and then everything sort of like the suspense sort of like dissipates in this moment where clearly we liked this movie better. Uh, <laughs> picking up describing in detail. Yeah, actually. And we're like, well, we didn't even pay attention to the other one. Was there a point of talking about it? I don't know. If not just for comparison to this movie, but yeah. Um, but the tension sort of dissipates when she's on a call with JLB guy and he's like, Hey, are you okay? Can we go out of game mode? or he's something and he's like, are you okay? Like I need to go out of game. And she's like, I didn't, I don't know that term. He's like, oh, well it's, it's an RPG. So like we have like in the bounds of the game and then out of bounds of it. And I, I just want to like real talk. And she's sort of like caught off guard by this. And she's like, um, and, and, and she's just, and at first it's just like, oh shit oh sh-. like at me when I was watching it I was like oh shit oh shit she's not like she's not playing a game like she's yeah in a psychological spiral but then she sort of starts like playing along with him and she's like of course I know it's a game don't be so patronizing to me um and then she calls him a pedophile and like and tells him not to contact her and then you presumably flash forward a, after a bit of time and it's this guy and he's in this like he's alone also in this like mansion mm-hmm. the bourbon house and he is the play the room where he's playing the game is like his kids room his his son's room or it looks like it I has a bunch of trophies yeah I somehow did not pick up this. <laughs> but it is like it's a child's room yeah 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 and uh and yeah, and then he said he explains he's like reading something. You can't see his computer screen, but there's like a notes app. There's mm-hmm. like a post-it on the desktop, and he's reading something. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I finally like saw Casey. She's she went to university in the city. She's studying acting." And then he like play acts this like resolution that they came to, and so you don't actually know if he's just making it up or if he or if that actually happened yeah yeah (laughs) um and it's and it's super super freaky and that's how it ends (laughs) yeah and you're like what the fuck happened yeah yeah Yeah. which i i think that she killed herself i think so too yeah and i do think that he his whoever whichever kid it, he's in the bedroom of committed suicide also 
oh. like caught in this this is my imagination like <laughs> running amok but I think that he is like caught in this like never-ending trauma cycle of like trying to save kids who are playing this game and trying to like monitor them and keep them from killing themselves because hmm. his kid did did that and he's alone in this mansion because like his wife left him because the kid died that's my whole <laughs> well okay I like this there but I did when you pointed that out and then I was talking to Eric and he's like yeah it's like a kid's room and like I think his kid must have died or something um and I was like what the fuck like how did I miss this but (laughs) there is also a scene where he drinks a lot of warm milk in this movie for the little we see him he's drinking milk twice um (laughs) and warming it up in the microwave uh and one scene where he's like on the couch drinking milk and there's a woman in the background who is like has a suitcase or something like is leaving the house with something and I was like oh I wonder if this is like and he is purposely not looking that way I was like oh I wonder if this is divorce pre after something like you know a child's death or something like that um so yeah, like he is definitely using, he's using the game as like some sort of escape maybe. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell if he's like a benevolent force or yeah, is really yeah. creepy. And I think that's like for someone on the internet. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah. And, and the, to me, what makes this film understand the internet so well is using leveraging all of the ambiguity that is on the internet and leveraging that to make every single thing like a question and scary right (laughs) like every question that you have is so so scary because like you like you just said like the um a while ago the loading of the next video is suspense yeah you don't know what's gonna come up on your feed um which is also like very that's like a visceral feeling of like fucking scrolling on TikTok. Um, uh, and, um, and it's psychologically damaging to like, not know what's going to come up next, Mm -hmm. but then, and you don't know, like if these people, if these other people who are doing the challenge are like sick and things are happening to them, or if they're just playing, playing the whole storyline ends in an ambiguity. And the guy, yeah, you don't know. And so, and I think that that is like, um, yeah, it's just leveraged very well to make it a, to make it a thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the pacing is good for really not too much happening. Um, yeah, it's very, it is very creepy. And so some people talking about it online and it was just like, this movie just brought me back to like, wondering about all those people i've spoken to on the internet and i have no idea what happened to them yeah 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 because yeah you are left with casey where i was just like yeah this girl is like it this girl is when she has that final confrontation to her argument with Mm -hmm. jlb she's just like like goodbye to you know never talk to me again but she also is like what do you really think i was going to kill myself like i would never hurt myself i would never hurt anyone it's like I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Yeah. 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 The defensiveness is, is really, really bad. Um, 
uh i also he um he brings up the strange loop theory yes to her in their in their final interaction um and strange loop is like um it's a systems theory and essentially like if there's movement that's going through a hierarchical system if there's move whenever you're going whenever there's movement purposeful movement the system will unexpectedly loop back to where it started hmm. and um and he brings it up to her i presume because the game is supposed to the game is supposed to like put you in that strange loop like that you can't escape that yeah or... yeah like it's just a it's like a it's a pointless rpg game you're like if you get to what i think the the thing is it's based on the world's fair which was a real thing that occurred in different cities around the world eiffel tower is a product of the world's fair right and and also that globe in uh queens and um and he mentions that it's like it's in this game you're supposed to like travel until you get the world's fair challenge in this game is like you're supposed to get to the um it's not called an atlas and it's not called a globe but what's the thing called and the like the world pavilion Pavilion, i know what you're talking about the big yeah yeah the thing in queens new york (laughs) um the the big globe and you're supposed to get there in this rpg game and he says like and he's explaining that but he's like but you once you get to the threshold of it then you're back at the beginning um and he's explaining that to her and he's saying like it's a strange loop theory or something um and then i was like in my like conspiracy theory brain when i was (laughs) because i was just like spiraling out watching this and when i wrote this note i was like is this an easter egg for the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> oh, right, because that is. Yeah, you're just stuck. Yeah, yeah, you're literally walking in circles and loops. A lot of circles this season. The Ring, <laughs> Blair Witch, Strange Loop Theory. Uh-oh. Oh shit! Oh no. Um, and with the Blair Witch, it's like they're ending up back where they started because this malevolent force supernatural force right is is keeping them trapped in the forest and then and this is what i also love about and i i make this claim all the fucking time so sorry but like in in contemporary horror like you're not being trapped by a by a demonic supernatural power per se i mean i guess you could call it that but it's really your own inner psychological like feedback loop Mm-hmm. that's born out of this like extreme isolation and then like having this weird simulated connection with people with other people on the internet and and your own inner demons are what's scary i say that i that's what i say about the suspiria remake <laughs> is that it's like way more it's it's way less about like these like slasher like evil people that are coming in to kill you in as in the original suspiria it's way more about your own hmm. um, 
your own psychological damage is what's is what's gonna end up ruining you <laughs> sorry just making creepy eyes at Bethany um <laughs> but it is yeah I mean and that's also like it's kind of sort of silly and hilarious to compare like pulse which is like in the end our loneliness got us um to world going to the world's fair which is potentially also like in the end right it's got us yeah but it's just like so much it's like yes that can be true but maybe it should have a little more meat there you know like a little bit less about the literal you know yeah i mean if you have to if you have to have Kristen bell stating it in a there in a voiceover right narration right. at the end of right. your movie then you didn't do something right <laughs> <laughs> like it needs to be about the atmosphere of isolation and loneliness uh, yeah oh my god those blue gray tones um i was also talking to friend of the pod robert kolodney about this oh yeah <laughs> about this movie and i was just like because he, he had responded to my to my instagram story he was like i loved this movie and I was like, yeah, man, did you watch it in a theater though? Because I highly suggest you watch it on a computer. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I was too freaked out because I was alone in my house watching it on a fucking laptop. I, yeah, that's a different experience. It is, it isn't settling. Like I wouldn't almost even call it like a horror movie, but yeah, yeah. it is deeply, deeply unsettling. It's like a thriller. Yeah, well, you feel like it's about to be a thriller, and then, yeah, and then nothing. Yeah, <laughs> or at least you don't see anything. Right, right. The only like really scary part is like her weird fucking smile. Oh, that is creepy. When she's sleeping. But... I don't know. There is something really unsettling when she's singing that song <laughs> and dancing, and then just starts screaming because the song is. <laughs> yeah funny um (laughs) and then yeah the screaming and then back to dancing again I I feel like it also feels like what it's like to be inside of your own head at any given point you know like there's there's that's the other thing too is that like it also feels like you're not really peering into this I mean this is a very abstract take um sort of a reach but it it just like being on being isolated and being on the internet as we all once were not very long ago is like (laughs) (laughs) like you can have a song stuck in your head and like be thinking about it and like have like a dopamine hit from like thinking about a nice song (laughs) but then like feel completely like you need to scream and uh yeah and that's just and and portraying that and watching it through the lens of her own vlog Mm -hmm. is like portrays it way better than a 90 minute pulse movie with Kristen Bell like having to tell you (laughs) the literal meaning at the end right it is also no I mean there's a lot there and I don't know but I think the Filmmaker uh, Jane Shonenbron, 
Shonen Brun for we're all going to the World's Fair. Um, has a documentary that I really want to watch about Slenderman, but it's nowhere to be found. Um, yeah, well, didn't that when you texted that to me, wasn't that the um, wasn't that documentary like pulled because or shelved because I, I think a different one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think this had a wide release at all. I think it was just something that she did. Okay. And it was like on Vimeo and then she like moved it. But it wasn't the one that catalyzed the um No, no, it was not that one. Killed people. <laughs> no. And that's the thing, but that's the thing though that's so fucking freaky. That was real life. Like this girl okay, unconnected to those two girls, right? Yeah. Unconnected to the to the filmmaker documentary that we were just yep. talking about. But there was another like Slender Man situation. And well, I guess it wasn't even a documentary. I guess it was I think just, they like, were just reading about it. They were reading about Slender Man. Slender Man is like a internet cryptid. <laughs> um I'm sure most, if not every single <laughs> sad girl syllabus listener. <laughs> about slender man yeah <laughs> um but there are so many there's a lot of like found footage youtube videos uh found footage type youtube videos about slender man and um and then like the urban legend has continued to grow on reddit forums he's a creepypasta um and is this dude with no face and long limbs and captures children in the woods and eats them and these two, uh, yeah, I think it was like two girls, like lured their friend, like they were researching Slenderman. They believed heavily in Slenderman. They were trying to like invoke him or something. They're like little girls. Like, yeah. Like preteens. Yeah. Like 10 or like 11 or something. Yeah. Young, maybe even younger than that, but yeah. Lured their friend to like, I think sacrificed him, which I guess they did. It's so gross. So freaky and they and they went to prison right they were like found guilty of manslaughter I, I think so I don't I mean yeah I don't know what the final final results of that was but because I, I, I I'm sorry I had to like leave I was like okay I know all I need to know like I can't yeah yeah I but that story and that's the thing is like this is real shit like the what's on the internet and the creepy shit that's on like translates to real actions that are horrific yeah right and i think that that's also like what world's fair is trying to do too trying to convey is that like all of these things have real consequences right like the internet is not the internet it's not as if it's a separate thing from daily life anymore Mm -hmm. it is it is part of your life maybe a for lots of people the majority of your life has lived online oh and for (laughs) someone who is who is this main character casey for her age of the you know this set in 2021 made and set in 2021 and like this girl casey is like what 16 so she's never lived without the internet yeah and right the inextricable li- oh fuck <laughs> the despair the existential despair <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean and i guess it is like 
the folklore that we've talked about in other episodes this season versus folklore that was, you know, crafted on the internet for the internet. Um, I guess it just feels like unavoidable in these movies, you know, like there's some sort of like, because you're on the internet, you will see it. You cannot, yeah. you know, like the, like the candy man, candy man has to be summoned, but if you're on the internet, you might find these things unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying, I mean, she, she goes to the ritual for all mm-hmm. going to the world's fair, but yeah. seems like it could happen regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, I had a train of thought. Oh yeah. Um, I was thinking about how things like the Wicker Man in Midsommar rely on, have you seen St. Maud? No. That's been recommended to me. I've kind of been wanting to see it. This came out like two years ago, maybe, or maybe early 2021, but, um, it's another A24 movie and, uh, folky folksy um and yeah people I'm, i was just wondering if you had seen it um but anyway i have nothing to say about it because i haven't anyway uh <laughs> but things like the wicker man and um and midsommar and also in some ways the feast which is a newer a24 one as well they rely on um on really old uh traditions folk traditions and they they rely on these things these rituals and these traditions that are so that are like thousands of years old and like are rooted in this and 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 that's the 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 traditional the conventional understanding of folklore is like modern day meeting modern day life meeting thousand year old human tradition um and like the the dissonance the cognitive dissonance that is there the point i'm trying to make i don't know maybe i'm not even trying to make a point but what i'm saying is there's it's going to be like what's going to happen in like the year 2200 or like 2100 and like there these internet rituals and like being on the internet is like calcified into Mm. our lives and what parts of the internet and internet native rituals are going to be sort of like subsumed, like understood as like religious or hmm. like these, these rituals that have to be acted out kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I just, that occupies my mind all the time that there are going to be things that are like going to be, people will never know had a starting point and it was with the internet right but it's going to seem like it was just forever a part of human life yeah (laughs) that was there was absolutely no sentient no cogent thought in it (laughs) no there was I mean it's just depressing um well, but, I, but it could also be like something that's like cute and beautiful. Like, like yeah. you look back at like, oh, the Maypole dances or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or you look back at like, oh, we've done this traditional 
Mayflower dance every for like the last 400 years or something and like it's really good but then there's um and and you know we have this I guess hmm okay interesting because usually I don't like sometimes I think on the spot <laughs> on this podcast other times I like write notes and think things out beforehand sometimes we do both Come um on. But it seems like this is like an inversion moment, like making folk horror, making horror films and thrillers about the internet. It's sort of like this inversion moment because what makes the Wicker Man creepy is like, oh, something that you've always thought was like quaint and traditional and really beautiful, like these sort of pagan rituals. Actually, they're really freaky because these people like won't set your leg if you break it kind of thing. And like, let's... (laughs) Like, let's pull out like all the things that are like creepy about this. And, um, and, and actually like, you don't know where this originated from. Like, you don't, you don't know where this tradition originated from. It probably originated from people who were like sacrificing humans, like, uh, for some like polytheistic religion thousands of years ago or whatever. Um, and then, and now it's sort of this inversion where it's just like, like there are really creepy things that are happening right now on the internet that are coming out of the internet and like like the creepy ai art like demon things Mm -hmm. like in in 400 years from now those could be seen as quaint and like venerated Hmm. as these like traditional like early internet age human civilization things and it could be like seen as something that's really that's really cutesy or whatever but it has this like horrifying origin i don't know but- i think yeah a horror movie to write bethany <laughs> uh, many horror movies to write <laughs> there is a really great this is not really on topic at all but i don't care um <laughs> a great play called mr burns i'm forgetting to play its name right now um but it is essentially three acts. Um, the first act, it's like, yeah, Mr. Burns, like a post-electric play or something like that. And the first act, they've just had like sort of an apocalyptic event of that's like destroyed the grid, like electricity and like a lot of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of in like a camp, like uh, made camp, just like these groups of like sort of survivors slash they don't know where they are um and they're all around a campfire and they have nothing to do and no electricity so they just start like telling each other plots of tv shows like oh do you remember that tv show Mm -hmm. and they end up telling the plot of um the simpsons episode uh cape fear is it Cape Fear? Yeah, I think it's Cape Fear. Um, and so like trying to remember what happens point by point in in that episode and telling it to like kind of group telling it when someone misremembers and they do re- misremember in it. So yeah, they're they're doing that. And then in the second act, it's been like, I don't remember how long, maybe a hundred years or something. And they're essentially, they're still in a post-electric, like no electricity, but they're like almost Shakespearean 
um, traveling actors, like oh. a traveling troupe. And all of them are like, they're competing with other traveling troops that you don't really see. It's the same actors playing mm-hmm. each set each time, but um, they are doing the same episode <laughs> as a play, as this like traveling troupe, but they've, you know, it's become even more strange oh from what it was originally, but you can still kind of see like the Simpsons, like hair, like they have on and like part of their costumes and stuff like that. And then in the third one, it's been like a thousand years or something, or maybe less than that, but, and they have made it into ritual, like Greek um yeah like greek cult ritual in which they have like giant masks on and like it's really crazy but it's really good (laughs) and it's a a great episode of the simpsons as well so (laughs) (laughs) i love that and it makes me think about like the um yeah it makes me think about like the the I don't know what the conspiracy theory is called, but it's like the um, like ancient humans, like ancient flood conspiracy theory type thing where like people have, and it was now it's, it's becoming a little bit more, I think there's a little bit more like actual scientific evidence that is giving, giving archeological credence to, to these theories, but like um, people like Graham Hancock, who is sort of the black sheep of archaeology like archaeologists pretty much categorically reject him however he's been saying the same thing for decades and people are um people are now sort of being like actually maybe he was right but anyway um but this idea that human civilization is actually much several several thousand years older than we thought it was and um and there was some cataclysmic like the ice age ended like far too quickly kind of thing or another Mm. ice age ended far too quickly and like flooded there was a big flood um and and the bible is trying to document the flood like a thousand years later like even the bible is uh it's it's, or new rather Mm -hmm. by comparison to these other civilizations and um and yeah not really like knowing the origin point of your of your freaky rituals. Jeez. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, the temporal game of telephone. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, automatically like, I don't know. I feel like when you think about even, yeah, the, the way stories have changed over the years and been ritualized or forgotten, I don't know. Reckoning with your own both mortality mm-hmm, and history mm-hmm. is a scary fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a great statement. It's true. Cause it all has to, because, you know, you make up stories for your, for the longevity of your culture, but cause you know that you're going to die. Happy um. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed Samhain to those who celebrate. <laughs> yeah, Halloween, known as the time, the actual 
day of the year in the in the northern hemisphere it's october 31st Samhain in the southern hemisphere is in april but anyway um the time when the spirits are here because the, the veil is just that thin it's down they came through the internet <laughs> yeah the actual like what we think of as um like pagan rituals observing Samhain it's like no the pagans actually like had the internet or like they had remnant remnants of the internet from this ancient civilization <laughs> from 10,500 years ago <laughs> yeah but I'm also thinking about sorry not to drag this out too long but yeah. you know I also think about like um and and she's been this legend has been more mainstreamed re- recently in the in the last like 10 or 15 years but like La Llorona is it mm-hmm. the uh, Chicano myth um, of this woman who like roams the banks of the river and like ditches um, and screams out for her. She's screaming and she's like looking for children to kidnap because she drowned her own children. Um, but like the whole, like you think, oh, I, I can't go play by the ditches because I'm afraid of the, or I can't go play by the river or the ditches because I'm afraid of the ditch, which I'm afraid of La Llorona. And like, that's really like, like that's it like it's inculcated into me to not go play by the river because I'm like afraid of this witch but I've like already forgotten that it's a witch but then like the witch is this archetypal figure or this La Llorona character is this archetypal figure to um that is made up to deter children from playing by the ditches because in like 18th century New Mexico like kids were getting drowned by in ditches Mm -hmm. all the time because like a whirlpool could very suddenly come out of nowhere during like a monsoon season or whatever mm-hmm. anyway so yeah it's just like um it's just these like very practical practical ways of dealing with tragedy and hardship and trying to mitigate risk and mitigate accidents becomes these larger than life legends but then the legends can also just like invade your mind right they become the only thing. Yeah, they, they overwrite the right the the I don't know the logical not logical but uh, the physical reason or yeah yeah hmm. and the internet will do that in ways that we don't know yet. <laughs> right, right. There's gonna be all sorts of like I don't know there there's gonna be this. I feel like risk mitigation with, um, well, with web three, I feel like there's going to be a lot of risk mitigation on the hands of the individual. Like you're not going to, it's not going to be up to these like hosting sites to, to manage the risk of hackers. You're going to have to like take that, that responsibility onto yourself. You're going to have to create certain rituals to make your own digital space safe Hmm. from hackers. And then like this idea of the hacker of the cyberspace hacker is going to like turn into this like crazy, like ghost story almost, or like legend, urban legend. I feel like it's going to be like a a social technology, um, to, uh, like understanding how, how programming works or like how to keep like cybersecurity, um, there's going to have to be these stories that accompany it to teach hmm. people how to mitigate risk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you don't know. Yeah. How it'll shape you, which I guess is like how both 
movies are attempting to answer is like the fear of the internet being still we don't know how it will affect us yeah and still sort of a black box too yeah um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all we have to say about that (laughs) (laughs) just a little treat for you well a great spooky season get scared i know watch some scary movies yeah also barbarian but isn't that that's about like airbnb right yes okay yeah tons to be scared about i know there's tons of material (laughs) you can be scared about basically anything everything's scary everything is fucking terrifying yeah um yeah catch you later see you soon (laughs) bye bye did you know um there's a place on the internet where you can get exclusive access to sad girl syllabus news you can join our sad girls club by signing up for our newsletter at sadgirlsyllabus.com and with the newsletter you'll see updates on new episodes um announcements on content and stuff uh extra insights links reading lists resources um that don't make it into the podcast episodes and when you sign up you get a little gift from us it's a reading list um a tr- a, a sad girl syllabus actual syllabus <laughs> sad girls 101 and if you want to support the podcast you can head over to patreon.com slash sad girl syllabus and for five bucks a month you can watch all of our director's cut video episodes uh, and get bonus episodes uh, when they come out. Uh, If you like what you hear, also please think about rating the pod on Apple Podcasts, sharing this podcast with your friends. It's really the best way to support us uh, is to help spread the word. Uh, So subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at Sad Girl Syllabus.